0: Hey, everybody. I'd like to welcome you to the How Social Are You podcast, where we ask the question, are we more or less social because of social media? This is Mark Lindheimer, and you are listening to podcast episode number four. Today on the podcast, we're going to introduce you to marketing guru and entrepreneur Patty Dominguez. Patty and I met when I lived in Chicago. She's one of the most intelligent and entertaining people I've ever met. We spent countless hours together at personal development events, and in a weekly mastermind group i've learned a ton from her and i'm so grateful to call her my friend here's a little bit from her bio patty is a recovering corporate executive with a long tenure working with fortune 50 global brands in marketing services in 2012 she left her cushy job to pursue entrepreneurship she's one of the founders of create buzz the premier small business hub for business strategy and learning Patty is also the founder and co-host of the Boss Free Society podcast. Patty lives in Chicago with her husband, two teenage boys, and two chihuahuas. When she's not working, you'll probably find her doing cliche mom stuff and working hard to figure this whole work-life balance thing out. I love that part. So I'm really excited for you all to meet Patty. So let's get started. Patty. So welcome to the podcast. I'm so grateful that you've come on with us today.
1: Thank you, Mark, for the invite. My brother from another mother representing the hashtag mafia.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love it. I mean, where to begin? You and I go back quite a ways. And, in uh, you know, I kind of mentioned in the intro that we've been to numerous personal development events. We've been to, you know, on this uh, mastermind group journey. You know that uh, you, you've just uh, been such a, a great addition to my life, and you know you've always entertained me so much with your with your style and your swag. <laughs> and so I wanted to bring that to the show and uh, and share with some you know with the the listeners you know more about you uh, from the perspective of social media. And I guess the best place to start is let's let's talk a little bit about what you're doing now because even I'm not current. Current on create buzz and what you're doing with uh, with your new company.
1: Yeah, so well, thank you very much. First and foremost, I am so excited for you that you started this podcast. It's a great way to just create another channel of outreach and what you're doing in terms of creating awareness of social media. And what people are doing it as as a best practice, I think, is just so awesome. Um, so I'm really excited for you. And I actually um, heard this morning the episode number two with Don Bartolini. That was a great episode in general. So for those folks that are in network marketing, it's a great example of how social media could definitely drive traffic and attention to you if done right. So she's such a great example of that. So it was great content. Um, okay, so specific to me, uh, my name is Patty Dominguez. I live in Chicago, just outside of Chicago. Married, I uh, have been married for a very long time. It's- Eight was 18 years in October.
0: Congratulations! And, uh,
1: thank you very much. And I have two boys. Uh, my oldest will be 16 at the end of the year, my youngest is 13. So, uh, lots of stuff going on, and in between there, lots of life changes in general. Um, but what I have been on is I always call the greatest roller coaster ride ever, which is entrepreneurship. And that started in 2012, and I think, Mark, we must have met around 2013, I think is what it was, Um, but what's happened and what's transpired in the past four and a half years is nothing short of just amazing, and it's just a matter of going with the flow and understanding uh, the power of technology and and certainly social media. So right now what I'm doing, um, I have collaborated with a a friend of mine that I met back in 2012. She and I were operating as lone wolves, so to speak on the consulting front. And then just through a conversation we had now a year ago, um, she said, hey, do you want to collaborate on, on in business together? And I said, absolutely. And so thus createbuzznow.com was born. And basically what we do is we help small businesses, so the SMB market, small, medium-sized businesses, get and keep customers. And so what we have found is, and I mean, these are direct quotes. Um, Technology in general is super overwhelming for the small business owner. So that's the context I think that I can help um, in terms of creating value for this conversation is that small businesses are completely overwhelmed with technology, and that might include different – Technology applications specific to social media. These are direct quotes that we've heard. Is I'd rather do my taxes than just try to start to understand social media. I mean, this oh my is, this god! Yeah. <laughs> or uh, or I am so entirely overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Or I don't know which platform I should be on. I'm listening to or I'm hearing all these, you know, Periscope and Meerkat. And oh, by the way, those are now dead. Should I be on Snapchat and? Um, so we just kind of help put context amongst many other things is um, really understanding the monetization potential for small businesses and how to create scale, um, how to get beyond their bottleneck, how to understand technology and let go of the overwhelm. One of those components is social media. Um, so we're not social media specialists. That's not what we do. We, we work more on the strategic level, like really coaching businesses through from where you are to where you want to get to and what exactly that looks like in terms of formulating a blueprint. Um, And again, social media is one of those critical components because if you're not online, you're like literally, (laughs) there's a lot of implications for not tapping into social media.
0: Oh, that's a a great explanation of the challenge that small businesses are facing today. And the move from traditional advertising to digital to, you know, web-based to social media to influencers has been such a dramatic shift just in the last 12 to 24 months. It's just got to be mind-boggling for these business owners, you know, who've been trying to do business as usual, yet they can be leapfrogged by their competition who adapt and adopt this type of technology to their advantage so you're bringing real value but you're also from what I can tell you know really helping them to get their arms around the type of content they should be using the strategies around it you know getting you know staying with the core DNA their 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 brand DNA but but making sure that they're able to expose that in the right way and not you know being all over the map is that correct
1: yeah, that's exactly it. So really putting some some art and science behind the decisions that they're making for their business to amplify their message, right? So every small business that is doing it right has a soul, has a purpose, has a purpose for why they're a business. And so we really help to uncover that. So it's super clear, because the reality is, if you're just doing what everybody else is doing, then it's really, it you're just like a little fish in a really huge pond. And so the idea there, though, is whether you're in social media or not, so whether this is online or offline, you have to really create an identity for yourself as to how you're different. So the unique selling proposition that you have. And and really, the the idea here, though, is that if you're going to, and you should, as a small business, be on social media, you have to understand how you're going to show up. And so there's a lot of of writing in terms of articles that we do that have been published that are all all about just being congruent. And being congruent means... Whether you're online or offline, it's how you show up, what you say and what you do and everything else is all in alignment. And I really think that that's true of whether you're a solopreneur, network marketer or you're a big brand and a big business portfolio brands, it's like you have to show up and and who you are and what you do and what you say you do are all congruent. So I would say if people are looking to kind of start this whole process is really identify how you're different, how you're going to show up, because what you're doing by creating systematic outreach is you want to create mind share in, the, in in somebody's mind. So if you're a chiropractor saying, well, I don't know if I should even be online, where should I be? Well, we've, we say the first point of entry is really understanding what it is that you have to talk about and who is it relevant for and who is your perfect customer and what do they want to hear about. Um, so again, putting some real systems in place before you just jump a jump on willy nilly, uh, is what really makes sense. And this whole concept of a perfect customer has everything to do with where you should be on social media. So we get a lot of questions around, Hey, um, should I be on Snapchat? Well, if you are trying, if you're looking for and have a product service or offering that is specific to the millennial market, yeah, be on Snapchat. Um, and again, there's just this long tail of, What it is that you offer. And then some people say, which is the worst answer you can give is when I ask, oh, well, who is your product or service for? What's for everybody? No, it's not. (laughs) It's really not. Um, And so just really creating that clarity and transparency as to where they should be hanging out. And then and then once you understand where you should be hanging on, on what social media platform, it's really putting a process and a system in place for how you are going to show up. What does that look like? What is the consistency of posting? What is the formula for posting? And then what are you talking about online and what kind of engagement? Because one of the things that I see pretty systematically is that people have really good intentions around posting on, on social media, but unless they understand via a content calendar, just again to have some baseline of and to have some structure for what they're posting they're just kind of all over the place you know and then the bigger thing is a lot of small businesses certainly don't understand what's being said about them online so you should have social listening in place and it doesn't have to be anything um expensive by any means i mean social media is one of the greatest ways to amplify your message in a very cost cost efficient way um, so a lot of things that a lot of different avenues that we can go. So I don't want to kind of be all over the place now that we're talking about it, Mark. So to that point, I guess, what specifically do you think would be super helpful for them?
0: No, for I think people listening. Yeah, I think that's and you've really boiled it down perfectly. There, There is a challenge uh, out there in the small business market. You've you have solutions that are based on experience and you're helping them focus in their message and then track how they're doing. And engagement is the key. You know, content and engagement and consistency. Those are the things that will really drive a brand and success with a brand. Because, you know, especially in the business world and social media, all it takes is is one mistake. And you can basically get crushed. You know, there could be a major challenge that could happen um, that that you might ultimately, you know, suffer from that exposure. Look at what's happening with Chipotle right now, you know, and their social media. You know, there's there's so many things that can be affected. And, you know, partnering with a company like yours, with a team like yours that has experience and knowledge, you know, is so valuable. So I'm glad we're able to expose that to the listeners. I wanted to kind of dial it back a little bit to more, you know, kind of your observations about social media and how it's evolved since, you know, you were, you know, coming up in the marketing world, working for Fortune 50 companies, and, you know, how quickly things move now in this world, how dynamic it is, and how, you know, ultimately challenging but rewarding it can be for, you know, small businesses to, to actually take this avenue and implement strategies that, that make sense for them.
1: Okay, I have a ton of perspective on this because I still do some consulting with um, some Fortune 100 companies here and there. And I can tell you is that social media is a great equalizer because you can have a little brand, something that let's say it's a a mom out of her house um, creating paleo brownies. Right. I mean, how niche is that? And absolutely dominate online versus the big, um, big consumer packaged goods company. So to me, social media is a great equalizer. So you don't have to be seen as this little guy, and it's the whole David and Goliath thing, that is definitely not the case. People are making crazy money online because they know how to engage with their right type of people. Um, and so the other thing is, well, am I too niche? No, you're not. You should really think about it as in terms of getting be, get rich in your niche. Um, I have a friend of mine who just as a test on Instagram, he started this um, – He started an Instagram page called Octonation because he wanted to test out some of the 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 science behind what he he was finding out on on Instagram is how there was just a plethora of different amazing artists, whether it's paintings or sculptures or uh, pottery or whatever. And so he used Octo Octopus or Octopi as a theme. I mean, how niche is that? And so what started happening is that people started tapping into that and he started to discover that there's people who are apparently like octophiles who completely obsess about octopus or octopi. And so he started getting... Um, artists participating with them and, you know, all kinds of artistry, people focusing on that t-shirts and what have you. And so what started to happen was he started to have an impact on these little artists that never understood the power of social media and how it could impact them. Um, So out of that has come this amazing opportunity. He was asked to be um, a collaborator on a very prominent social media experts book launch. And just all of these amazing things. And he's had an impact on these artists. And he's he's making money as well, just as as a result of people buying things and him having some arrangements. My whole point is, is that he was doing it as a test. He just wanted to do it for his love of octopi. And what happened is he was just adding value and was very patient about it. Um, and so I think that the reoccurring theme is there, you have to be consistent and patient. Um, patience is the other thing that most people said, well, I tried this for a week. It's like, going to take a lot more than a week. So there is no magic bullet, there is no magic formula. You can't quote-unquote black hat the system because what's going to happen is it, you're going to build something on a house of cards and it's going to come tumbling very fast and hard and it's going to catch you. I don't know where versus people like you're hearing about how how Don bartolini is building a network marketing business very consistently and she has a lot of patience because she's doing it over and over again. It's not sexy, it's systematic. And that's what wins.
0: Well, absolutely. And if you think back to, you know, the the early Gary V. Uh, Gary Vanderchuk book, Crush It, yeah. exactly what your friend did with the octopi. He mm-hmm. found something he loved, which was wine. He set up a YouTube channel and talked about wine library. He got all this huge following that came about it. And now look where he is today. You know, he's a published you know top-selling author he's a speaker he's got this incredible media company and it all started Like he says in the book, crush it, find something you love, something that you're really interested and passionate about and use the tools that are available to you in social media. And he started in YouTube back when he did that. Really, YouTube was the play. You know, Facebook was around, but he used YouTube as the vehicle. Now you have so many other options available to you to build that brand and to build that identity and to, to share your passion and ultimately to monetize it. So it's just an incredible story what your friend did, and you're able to do that with small businesses to bring that kind of, of idea. They, they should be passionate about their business. They should be able to identify their niche, and they should be able to pick a platform that they can bring that message to in a consistent, compelling, and engaging way.
1: That's it. That's exactly it.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. That is so cool. So let's talk a little bit about Patty Dominguez on social media personally. What was the first platform that you kind of got regularly using on social media?
1: Oh, gosh. I would say um, this is really interesting because I think I, I had a MySpace page, but I really wasn't consistent on it because I didn't really get it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think in 2006, I jumped on LinkedIn. Um so that was I was kind of an early entry entrance on uh, LinkedIn. And then I was on Twitter and I regret forevermore the fact that I changed my handle. I had Patty Dominguez and now I have to now I had to do Patty Dominguez underscore because mm-hmm. there's another Patty Dominguez. But um, I was on Twitter playing around with which was really interesting to me at the time because there were people like Chris Brogan. I don't know if you're familiar with him, um, but he's a, a, a social media um expert, blogger. I mean, I was on Twitter when people like him were just starting out. Um, So that was really cool to see how he was consistent over there and he was uh, able to dominate over on Twitter. And he's just seen really a subject matter expert, as well as people like Seth Godin, who I was completely obsessed with. So they were early entrants in Twitter when I was, but I just didn't do anything because I didn't really understand what this was all about. And then I think lastly, um, I got onto Facebook and Facebook Again, at the beginning, didn't know what it was what I was doing um and then just really understood the power of Facebook and engaging with people. Now I call it the greatest cocktail party ever because you can really have great conversations with people that you never knew you could meet, right whether they were uh in your life at any given time, whether it was grammar school or high school, but even beyond that, people that have similar interests. So uh, it's really interesting what you can create uh on Facebook and the power of Facebook even beyond just being on Facebook but what's happening uh behind the scenes with video right the power of video and what's happening with Facebook and they're really leveraging video so you're seeing people that are using video on Facebook via Facebook live it's another way to hack the algorithm a little bit because those types of posts are going to get a lot more juice than just putting up a picture or putting up quotes these days so I think video is a very powerful play. We've seen it in the fact that um Snapchat is so popular and video is so prominent um it just that to me is what's happening right now um so if you're looking to kind of share your story on social media, definitely tap into the power of video
0: yeah, the video has become uh, so compelling uh because of the mobile nature of social yep. media and Instagram just uh launched. Uh, yep. Stories, Instagram stories yeah. this week, and all of a sudden I have this array of people, and and my friend Gill from Luxury World Traveler, you know, kind of, he was like, wow, you know, I've got, you know, I have to kind of look at who I'm following. Because the number of followers you have determines how many stories you're going to see at the top of your feed. And, you know, when you're when you're somebody who, you know, is an influencer brand, um, you know, it's it's a good problem to have. Uh, But, you know, he's he's wanting to see the people that he follows and he finds it super compelling. And he's starting to use that, you know, as much or more than he's been using Snapchat because he already has, you know, more than two million followers. So, you know, this 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 video aspect of of kind of bringing Snapchat type video snippets to uh, Instagram is so powerful. I I just I'm amazed at how um, how smart they are in the way they implement these these, you know, capabilities in a way that are so easily adopted. It's just, it's just incredible. So it's, that's been really interesting to me as a, as a later, you know, a most recent development. Uh, you're absolutely right. Video, live video is so, so powerful. And uh, everybody that has a brand, that has a personal brand, that is entrepreneurship should be sharing their story, you know, with the world, with their followers, growing their following in that way. There's no doubt about it. So, so let me ask you another question about social media. You know, you've got young boys in your house. Um, you know, you're raising social young men in your house. Um, how are you experiencing social media with your, with your boys?
1: <clears throat> well, it's funny because uh, whenever I want to get a hold of my sons, I send them snaps um, and on Snapchat, you can do like a, like a a little video snippet, which I'm really digging Snapchat, actually, now that I understand more and more um, how they're using it. So I just send them like a little snippet, 15-second video of me via the, the inside chat on Snapchat to communicate with them. Are you um, using
0: the filters, too?
1: No, I don't use. Well, I did. Well, I was playing around with filters the other day, which I uh, posted on Facebook. I was like, this filter is amazing. I literally look like I'm 20. (laughs) So that's the benefit of the filters on Snapchat. Everybody should go test it out. Um, It's pretty amazing. So I have to give big props for the guy that invented that or the girl that invented that
0: yeah the the filters are fun <laughs> and they change all the time and you it's know amazing. you kind of find yourself going in and and uh and checking to see what's available mm-hmm. and If you follow enough people on Snapchat, you'll definitely see people using all the different variety It's not just dogs licking there's a lot right. of other there's a lot of other filters but it's okay so so when you're trying to get in the attention of your sons um you know, you use Snapchat, but kind of how do you see them using social media? Are you observing their use? Are you kind of tapped into to what's going on with them in social media and your family?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely exposed. And I think I heard this from Gary Vaynerchuk. He's like, if I want to know what's going on in social media, I just watch a group of 13 year old girls. Right. A group of 13 year old boys because they 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 have a direct pulse as to what's happening now. So I definitely see them playing with different new apps and just kind of having a very uh, it's a very quick thing, meaning they'll check it out, they'll play around with it and then they'll make a decision and they'll move on Um, or they'll play around with it. They like it. They'll stay with it and they tell others. So they have this incredible ability to amplify the moves of what's happening on social media very quickly. Um, So right now, The one that rules the school is is Snapchat. It's all about Snapchat and what they're doing with Snaps. I think the one thing that I'm a little apprehensive about is within Snapchat, you can save certain videos or make them very private. Um, And I'm always telling them, like, hey guys, the internet never forgets. So be very cautious of what you're putting out there um, because it can be people taking pictures and snapping them to their friends. And sometimes these pictures are on the borderline of, hey, you shouldn't be putting that out there. Um, So that would be the only caveat is to really understand. And if they're parents, they think that they can put these filters on their phones and that's going to be enough. Reality is there's workarounds for everything. So I'm very cognizant of that. So as much as I go to these tools uh, for screening, what it is they're looking at, we can't get to all the tools uh, or excuse me, all the platforms. So all you can do is help educate them to, to make the right decisions based on the fact that, hey, Make sure that what you're putting out there makes sense that you're not going to be ashamed of right in a year because uh, people are doing some very interesting things on Snapchat.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, and I think that's um, not just for our kids who are more engaged in, in, in social media in ways that we probably never would be. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good conversation to have as early as possible. You know, that (laughs) that whole idea that, you know, social media is forever and that you want to be very mindful of what you're putting out there. And, um, you know, companies are looking at it. uh, Family members are looking at it. You know, you never know what's going to happen uh, in the future. And so just be, you know, be uh, be mindful. And also remember that even though you're just a kid, it's your personal brand, right? You know, right. It's, it's what what do you want people to see you, your friends, your family? Um, you know, what do you want the, how do you want people to see you living your life? And um, I think that's an important message. So from a personal level, Patty, how are you, what kind of tools are you using, you know, uh, in social media to help you be productive in life and in business. And because one of the things I, you know, uh, I I ask is, you know, are, are we more or less social because of social media? You know, are we able to interact at the personal level with people more or less because of social media and you know just just like you mentioned you know just observe a group of you know 13 year old girls or boys with their social media you know that i was listening to a podcast um recently uh it was the nerdist and um they were interviewing um oh i can't think of his name the guy who played ross on friends um
1: anyway yes, schwimmer
0: yeah david schwimmer. david schwimmer and he said that he said it's incredible that that you know On Netflix, you can you can binge watch all the Friends seasons. Yeah, but their biggest following right now of bingers are teenagers. That's right. And and they said, you know, Chris Hardwick asked him. He said, "Why do you think that is?" He said, "He goes, I think it's because these kids, these teenagers, aren't used to seeing a group of six friends sitting on a couch talking to each other, because." A group of six teenagers are sitting on the couch, and none of them are there together. They're all on their Snapchat, or they're all on their Instagram. They're all getting the perfect selfie, which I thought was an incredible observation. You know, my wife works in restaurants. She says that the first five minutes of just about every meal of millennials, (laughs) for the most part, is spent getting the right selfie. You know, once they (laughs) sit down at the table, you know, everybody's getting the right selfie or the right snap. That's so funny. Um, you know, before they can even order. And, and so when are we actually interacting as social beings? Um, so coming back to my question, you know, your observations or, or the way you practice in your daily life, and I know you're great at connecting with people on a personal level. What kind of strategies or tools are you using to be more social with the people that you're interacting with, your family, your friends, um, you know, people in business?
1: oh man that's a kind of a loaded question i could take it a lot of different ways I, mean, I would say for me i'm not on social media a lot i know that there's people that run a business off of social media i just don't really To, oh i gotta be really careful the way i say this but um to me it's easy to go down different rabbit holes and and then um not necessarily lend that to productivity as opposed to making it very purposeful about what you're doing um on social media. So I definitely use social media to communicate and connect. Let me give you an example. So if you, I think at the end of the day, human nature is all about, and the human sentiment is like, everybody just wants to, to feel like they matter. Right. And so the, the, the confusion is that people think, Oh, I have uh, 3000 friends on Facebook. Well, you can be a mile wide and like a millimeter deep because what kind of relationships do you have with them? Um, And So I think at the end of the day, whether you're on social media or uh, one platform or the other, it's all about building relationships because that's what's going to have an impact on your life, not the fact that 85 people like something. It's like what's happening after that social media is powered down, so to speak. Um, So I'm more on the relationship angle. I yeah, I have a lot of quote unquote friends on Facebook, but it's. Not too many that I have deep relationships with. Um, conversely, on LinkedIn, um, I'm very strategic about my outreach on LinkedIn, meaning everybody just wants to connect with people. And then they'll say, oh, I'm a lion, meaning a LinkedIn open networker. And they'll be like, lion, you can go ahead and share me because those people are connotating um, popularity quotient with how many connections they have. And so it doesn't matter how many connections you have, but it's like, how have you been of value? Because that's what makes you memorable. So you can have a core group of raving fans that you do a lot of business with, that you promote with each other, that you remember easily because you have a very clear indication as to what the value is that they bring. you remembered them because they've helped you. You remember them because they've added value. Like I remember you, Mark, because you and I have a relationship. We're friends. And that goes beyond me liking uh, some post that you made. It's like it's a real friend. And with that comes trust. That friendship was based on trust. And so my thing would be is like, you just have to be very purposeful about what you're doing on social media to, and and the question is, what are you doing to gain trust? And the way to do that is, of course, creating value, but even just beyond just throwing out value, it's what are the opportunities that you are setting yourself up for in social media to engage um, and engage consistently, purposefully, and really humanizing that interaction. It's not just being like, if somebody likes your post, be like, awesome, thanks, like, no, it's beyond that. It's creating a relationship. So even if you're on social media, people just want to feel that they matter. And the question is, what are you doing to help them th- feel like they matter?
0: Uh, that's excellent. And, and you know, wrapped around that is that going back to the comment, there are lots of rabbit holes that you can go down. Oh, my God. Um, and, and what I love about social media is that I can I can engage with my friends. I can share information with my friends. I can connect and go deeper and then take it offline. Which, which Don Bartolini talked about, you know, uh, gaining interest, gaining trust, making a connection, and then going offline and building a more a real relationship. And that's from a business relationship building uh, standpoint. But there's also Absolutely. the rabbit holes. I like to use social media to curate my information.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I, I, I'm not all over the map. I'm very specific about what I uh, see on Twitter. You know, that's where I think I curate most of my information. And, Mm. you know, there there are lots of different rabbit holes you can go down. There's the entertainment rabbit hole. There's the political (laughs) rabbit hole. There's the, you know, the social rabbit hole. There's the, you know, all these different places when you can get caught up into it and you can find yourself, at least I found myself, you know, going into these areas where it's just wasting a lot of time. You know, and and so some of the things I've implemented in my own life is to is to just kind of set a timer. You know, I'm going to be yes. in I'm going to be on Twitter for just, you know, certain amount of time. I'm going to say for 15 minutes, the timer goes off. I shut it down. I'm on to something productive or I'm connecting with people on a real level. And um, so those are simple things. So do you have any, I don't know, tools or techniques that you use to make your social media interactions um M- more uh, automated or so you're less uh, involved in the actual mechanics of social media
1: Not really Mark I mean I, I do a lot of um, a lot of prospecting interaction on LinkedIn that's probably my main one right now for my business um, Twitter mildly um, I know on Twitter you can use tools like, Uh, Social Bro, uh, which is a great way to identify specific keywords that people are talking about. And so this tool flags that specific keyword, and then you can... Uh, provide an auto tweet to them. And depending on their response, you're like, okay, cool, this person's engaging. Um, but it's, uh, again, it's an entry into a conversation. It doesn't carry the whole conversation to your point. You still have to have that human interaction. So I found that that one on Twitter is pretty interesting, Social Bro. Um, and there's another one called Manage Flitter. I don't use that one as much. I, I think Social Bro is better. Um, on LinkedIn, I know there's a lot of autobots and things like that, but you can always tell If somebody has a canned response as to why they want to connect and I do get those every now and then and I just ignore them because people people's BS meter Mm -hmm. (laughs) is very is very real and they can I'm like oh that's just a bot right that happens on Instagram as well. And so in your haste to think that you're wanting to connect, people can see through it a mile away and they're not going to want to connect with you. Um, But so I think it's important, the tools that you do use, how are you using them? And it's really just intended to open up the conversation, not carry the conversation.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Um, So. You know, we've covered a range of topics, and I think you've brought a ton of value and entertainment to, to the audience. Um, you know, in terms of looking at social media going forward, what do you see in your audience, you know, for your your small business clients as being the real keys in the next, you know, 12 to 24 months for them to get the most out of social media and also to, you know, to sustain uh, you know, whatever their strategy is going forward.
1: I think the 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 play right now that I'm seeing more and more uh, with the people that are very prominent um, internet marketers, um, they're way ahead of the curve, right? They're they're like 18 months ahead of what other people are just going to then find out about. Um, 18 months ahead for sure. And I see a lot of them doing video. Uh, I see a lot of them going back to blogging and creating more content. And the idea is that. It's content. So there's a specific content strategy. So... I think that that is going to be the sustainable play because when you have content, it's like you have all these little soldiers that are telling your story and creating buzz around your name. Um, And that is a very powerful thing because it's literally you're creating this stacking of content and becomes this very solid foundation. So people are going back to basics in a sense and saying, listen, if I want to be relevant in 18 months, it's only as good as what I have built in terms of content. That's why people... like like, there's an amazing network marketer. His name is Ray Higdon. That's why Ray Higdon dominates with any keyword that you can put into a search engine for anything you have, like handling objections in network marketing or whatever um, thing that you can you can uh, type into Google. His stuff is going to come up. Why? Because this dude has been doing content since he started every single day. He writes a blog every single day he does videos Monday through Friday the guy is the most consistent person that I've ever seen and that's why he just absolutely dominates online and so when people Google these types of questions he's gonna pop up why is because he's created this amazing multi-pillared content house that is just you can't break it down it's solid as a rock and that's what he's been able to create and so that's where 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 things are going is just remember What kind of content are you putting out there that is creating value for someone that's being seen as a solution and then you're seen as an expert? That's what comes along with good content.
0: And uh, and just to follow up on that is to, as a small business in your space or as a brand or as an entrepreneur, look to the network marketers that are doing it right because they're ahead of the game and they are the ones that are, are showing the way. You know, don't shy away from learning from uh, Internet marketers and network marketers and and the people that are really out in front of of all of these tools. And it's all about content, content, content. And, you know, podcasting, like you said in the beginning, is a great, um, you know, uh, avenue, a great piece of content. Blogging yeah. is content. You know, posting on Insta- Instagram is content. A video post is content. It's and amazing. Just making sure that you know you're leveraging these in a way that, that that are effective for your brand and, like you said, delivering value throughout the process. So for sure, you know, great, great, great advice. So, um, Patty, it's been an absolute pleasure getting together with you on the podcast. I so appreciate your time. I can't Thank believe you, we've Mark. been already talking for about thirty-five minutes or forty. It's minutes. good stuff. It's, it's good stuff. And and so what? Well, How how can the listeners find you on social media, on your websites? What are the different ways that they can find you?
1: All right, so my business website is createbuzz, B-U-Z-Z, now.com. We have a video show on YouTube and Facebook called the morning wood show where we impart small business strategies, tips and insights for the small business owner. And we have that every Monday through Friday and we're over well over a hundred shows. I think we're going to take that content content tip and put it potentially into a podcast. It just makes sense to do so. Um, And then you can also see me uh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, LinkedIn, everywhere. Uh my handles on the social media is at Patty Dominguez with a Z at the end and underscore. That's why some people call me underscore.
0: There we go. There we go. You were the, you were the overlord of underscore. So, um, (laughs) well, that's, that's awesome. So, so for people listening to the podcast, um, you know, if you like it, please share it. You can find the podcast on iTunes, uh, the, uh, how social are you podcast? We're also on Stitcher and Spreaker and we're also, Uh, just recently on Google Play. So you can find us anywhere. Please share us. Uh, Please uh, give us ratings. And um, you can also... Uh, find me personally on Twitter uh, M Lindheimer um, you can find me on Instagram N Lindheimer and you can also email me at the how social are you podcast at gmail.com and so thanks everybody for tuning in we really appreciate it Pat, Patty thank you so much again for being on the show and we'll thank look you. forward to speaking with everybody next time Thanks everybody